So 20 years later, I brought back up that question and I said, you know, that day you asked me about worship and you said you couldn't imagine me not singing or leading worship and it not being a, you know, a big part of my life. And I told her, here's what I've realized. I am as passionate about worship as I ever was. It's just with my whole life now. I'm Susan Beth, and you are listening to the She Is Podcast, where we talk about living life intentionally and about trusting that the desires you have deep within you are there for a reason. I believe that the creator of the universe put those desires within you and that they are pathways to your purpose. My desire is that this would be a space that encourages you to lean in and to hear the whispers of the divine and that you would be reminded of things that I honestly believe you already know, that you, my friend, are here for a reason. So if you're here for more conversations in that kind of space, welcome. Let's go. Hey, everyone. I missed being with you last week. I had planned on releasing this last Thursday. But we were dealing with the storm Ian in our state, and it just didn't feel right as Thursday came around, so I decided to wait. And thankfully, the storm continued to move east, and it didn't affect us as much as they thought it might at one time. But our thoughts and our prayers need to still continue to be with so many that suffered so much loss from the storm. Um, I posted a reel a week or so ago, and it was to a new song out by Jen Johnson called Let My Life Be Worship. And when I heard it, it just reminded me of something I think about frequently. And I shared in that reel some moments from my day, and then I wrote out a caption that said, Worship involves all that we are, every day, in every way. And I think that I would have always said that this is something I believed, but this is definitely a truth that has been a prominent theme in my life these past two decades. It's a truth that has definitely been more head knowledge than me having a complete understanding of how to confidently live out this truth in my everyday life. And, you know, I love looking back at the beginning of scripture um, to study and to think about and look at God's original intention that he had for mankind. As a child, I had this image of God up in the skies and all of his creation was underneath him and far away from him as he was way up high in the sky. You know, I I believed he loved his creation and was powerful and protective and a faithful provider, but he was very high and far away from all that he had created. But the more that I have spent time in these first passages in scripture, the more that that view has changed through the years. I still see an an all-powerful God. But alongside that, I see a father's love and his desire for a family, a son and a daughter that he can spend time with. 
I love the scriptures that talk about God and Adam and Eve talking together in the cool of the day. You know, there was this closeness and intimacy and nearness. As someone who grew up in a pastor's home and involved in ministry my whole life, I've noticed that people tend to change when they walk into a church building or a service. Now, some would say that it's out of respect and reverence, and I'm sure that that's part of it. But I've sometimes wondered if it's because of this idea of an up there, high in the sky mindset that we can all have about God. Because as much as we long to be near him, it can make us kind of nervous to think about being near him. And I also wonder if shame is a big part of it. You know, after all, that is what made Adam and Eve ultimately hide from God. Whatever the case might be for each of us, the struggle or lack of understanding is on our end because God always desires to be in relationship with us. He never wants us to feel far from him. You know, scripture tells us to draw near or come close to God and that he will come close to us. He created us for relationship with him. Something else that stands out to me in these first chapters of Genesis is the way Adam and Eve loved and worshiped God, their creator, was by being the man and the woman that he designed and created them to be. Let's look at Genesis chapter one, um, a few verses. It says, God spoke, let us make human beings in our image, make them reflecting our nature so that they can be responsible for the fish in the sea, the birds in the air, the cattle, and yes, the earth itself and every animal that moves on the face of the earth. God created human beings. He created them godlike, reflecting God's nature. He created them male and female. God blessed them, prosper, reproduce, fill the earth, take charge. I love that. They reflected God's nature in the world and walked in the life and authority that he had breathed into them. And that was honoring to God. Years ago, I was having lunch with a friend that had attended the church where my husband, Ron, and I had been on staff. And we had been very involved in the music and the worship department. And this friend actually played the piano for us most of the time and had been part of many of our conversations and experiences around music and worship. And this particular lunch that we were having was a year or so into our moving to a new city and planning a church. And at some point in the conversation, she asked me about us leading worship and singing and I explained to her that we were meeting in living rooms and coffee shops and that worship looked a little different for us these days. And I can't remember her exact words, but it was something like, wow, I can't even imagine y'all not leading and singing because that was just such a big part of who you are. And she was right. It had been, and it was. And I recently had a conversation with this same friend. And I reminded her of what she had said to me years ago and how that had stayed in my mind and how it had hit me that day when she said that. And she kind of got a funny look, hoping that she hadn't offended me and that I'd been thinking about it all these years. And I I assured her that wasn't the case. 
but that what she had said to me, it did hit me in a particular way um, that made me think. And it had me thinking continually about it through the years. And so 20 years later, I brought back up that question. And I said, you know, that day you asked me about worship. And you said you couldn't imagine me not singing or leading worship and it not being a, you know, a big part of my life. And I told her, here's what I've realized. I am as passionate about worship as I ever was. It's just with my whole life now. In the podcast intro, I say something that you may or may not have noticed. And I say, I want this to be a space where you hear the whispers of the divine and that you are reminded of things that I believe you already know. And what I mean by that is I truly believe that we came into this world wired for the plans and purposes that God has for us. And little by little, life causes us to push down and to alter who we were so freely at one time. And causes us to conform to what we see around us or what is deemed acceptable to those around us. And what is so beautiful and exciting is when we start paying attention to the Holy Spirit's work in our life and when we are finding our true identity in Christ alone, we will begin to trust his design and his plan for our life. And it is a beautiful remembering of who we are in him. Being who he designed us to be is our ultimate worship to God. It brings our creator such joy and glory to see us living in the authority and the life that he purposed us for. When I think back to when I was a little girl and what I spent my time doing It was being a mother to all of my baby dolls. I led pretend choirs and I sang in pretend choirs. I made up and I performed in many musical productions in my living room, in my garage, and I invited neighborhood friends to be part of the the musicals and invited parents and other neighbors to come watch and even had tickets and all kinds of stuff like that. But even though my daughter's, have been in performing arts most of their lives. And even though I have had opportunities to put that passion to use by being in productions and leading different things through the years, I've had moments where I thought, you know, maybe I missed it because that wasn't a road that I fully pursued to go down. But now at this point in my life, I can look back at all of those different things that I naturally did that lit me up and Realize that it all comes down to different expressions in telling a story. I love many different expressions in telling the greatest story in the world. And for me now, personally, I'm not so caught up in the specific vehicle that the expression may come through, but I'm more concerned that it comes through. So that's what I want to ask you today. What is wanting to come up out of you? And I no longer think that it's just one thing. I think it's everything, everything that you are. I think we can get so caught up in what is my purpose and what has God called me to do? And he's called you to be you. 
When the creator of the universe, he fashioned and he formed you, it was for a reason. Your voice and your desires are all part of his plan. From the beginning, he invited us to be co-laborers and co-cultivators with him. Everything we put our hand to should be worship and bring honor to our God. Worship was never intended to be confined to a worship set list on a particular day of the week. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that, but that is only one expression of worship. What if we took that same mindset and intention of worship in all of the moments of our days? What if we had the same posture of worship when we were in our kitchen scrambling the eggs to feed ourselves or our loved ones? What if some of this same awe that we experience in worship, what if we experienced this when we saw the morning sun breaking through the dark, reminding us that our God is the one who keeps this whole universe spinning? That will make me throw up my hands in the middle of the sidewalk when I'm out walking in the morning. Don't wait for the perfect, but perfect in quotations, don't wait for the perfect moment to raise a hallelujah or you just might find yourself waiting forever. Instead, offer up your hallelujah in whatever moment you find yourself in and watch your moment change. I have been in powerful services where the power of God has been tangible. Yet still to this day, the most powerful encounters that I have had personally with God have been in the midst of piles of laundry, screaming kids, a sink full of dirty dishes. I could go on and on, but the point is God will meet you and I where we are, whatever season we find ourselves in. Draw close to him and he will draw close to you. I mentioned in the last episode how this season of fall is a beautiful invitation to closeness and cozy and home. And I want to encourage you again this week. Let's be intentional about letting things that need to fall away, fall away. And let's continue to open up our hearts and draw near to God and experience his peace and his presence as he comes close to us. I love you guys. We'll talk soon. Hey, you. Thanks for listening. And if you would like to connect more, head over to SusanBeth.com and sign up and you will be one of the first to find out about anything new. Plus, there's a special free download available just to say thanks. If something in this episode did speak to you, would you do me a favor and share it with a friend that you think it might resonate with as well? And until next time, keep showing up in the world just as God purposed you to do. Because you being you is exactly what we all need.